Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But Buttes, it is time to introduce oh, our yeah. first guest, former Mariner. And I'll tell you what, didn't the Mariners play a big part in the World Cup qualifier uh, for, uh, for Australia? Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Kwasnick joins us right now. Morning, Quasi. Good morning, guys. How are you? Mate, we are fantastic. We've got a great day down here at Terrigal at the Haven, uh, watching a little bit of rugby, but also the sweet, sweet smell of a barbecue, mate. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I can tell you, mate. Well, we've, we've, got, to, we've got to talk about... local football. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Will you get a barbecue thrown on there as well, mate? Absolutely, absolutely. The bacon and egg roll, can't, can't miss with it. Oh, it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to beat this time of the morning, I've got to tell you. <laughs> For sure. Mate, before we get to it, I'll tell you what, uh, it was such an exciting thing and it was just next level excitement and uh, we're going uh, to talk about it right now. But firstly, let's take, and take us to the moment. This is how it played out. Alex Varela for Peru. Steps up, left footed strike. Yeah! Australia, we're going to the World Cup. Come on, Aussies. World Cup, here we come. Unbelievable scenes. Andrew Redman yeah. has done exactly what Graham Arnold wanted him to do. Subbed on to make a save. <laughs> it is sheer jubilation for the green and golds. Yeah, unbelievable. Nil all after 120 minutes. Penalty shootout, 5-4. Aussie, here we come, and uh, the local connection there, Coasty, Andrew Redmayne, uh, who replaced Matt Ryan as well, former Mariner Former Coasty as well, yeah. So it's all about the coast, Quasi. Yeah, well, ne- never mind Simon Hill's commentary. <laughs> I don't know who that was on the radio there, but that, that gave me goosebumps just listening to it again. Um, just incredible. Look, you know, I, I haven't been able to stop watching it. I, I think that moment um, is going to live with Australian football fans forever. Um, you know, we talk about... Uh, big players stepping up in big moments, and and that was that just that for Andrew Redmayne. But mm. uh, I'm going to say a ballsy call from Graham oh. Arnold. Like, oh yeah, you, you got to say, you got to say, had things gone pear shaped, um, you know, his time as Socceroos manager would be over. But yep. in that moment, to make that decision to sub off, you know, your, your captain, your, your main goalkeeper, and yep. put on Andrew Redmayne for only his second cap, just simply. Incredible, and I'm, I'm so happy for the staff. There's so many staff play, um, members there Andrew Clark, Tony Vidmar, uh, Graham Arnold, John Crawley. That again were all part of the Central Coast Mariners at some stage. I'm yep. just so happy for them and for the players. Um, just a remarkable achievement. We talk about the golden generation. Do we have that now? Obviously, not, but to get that far and obviously to qualify, um, it's an amazing achievement. I'm so happy for everyone involved. You're right, Cos. When you look at, you know, and they were up against it, to be honest with you. You know, they, when you think about the qualifying and the process they went through, they got off to a great start, the Aussies. But then, you know, got a little bit derailed and struggled. And it come down to the last two games. They had to beat the UAE, uh, which they did 2-1. Then they go up against uh, the might of Peru. Um, and it was make or break, you know, 
And you know what? I'm glad you touched on, because it's obviously the most topical uh, issue, to make that call to bring Andrew Redmayne on. And, you know, it's not something that you make at a whim. Like, he has put a lot of thought into this. They felt that they, you know, I believe there was six six to eight weeks of preparation in relation to this. Yeah, he said it was was part of the plan. Yeah, yeah, and it was one of those things that he had to keep quiet because you could imagine the impact that would have on your captain and your keeper, Matt Ryan, if he knew about this. Like, that would be so deflating. But I think he took it really well, and um, Matty Ryan himself, because ultimately, you know, being the captain but also a team player, Mm. he understands that, you know, he had to make that sacrifice or the coach felt that it was important for for Redmayne to come out and do what he did. And you're right, Quaz, if if it hadn't have gone out the way it did, my goodness, it could have been an ugly situation for Graham Arnold. Yeah, I see. And I think, you know, their beauty, you've got to give full credit to Matty Ryan. You think about in that moment... Uh, he, he's leading his country. He gets subbed off. He jogs off, right? And he consoles Andrew Redmayne. He, he congratulates him and he gives him a few wise words, whatever those wise words were. They obviously worked. Um, but just the leadership of Matty Ryan that shows his maturity. He's played at the highest level. Um, he's the mainstay for the Socceroos. And I think it was just full of class from him. You know, getting back to that decision from Graham Arnold, he's copped so much criticism. Now, I know he doesn't really read papers social media and all that, but he has copped it and he would have heard that from all different angles, even though he doesn't read it or, you know, watch mm. it. Um, but to make that decision, considering all that, that's a uh, flack that he's um, copped, um, just a big ballsy moment and fair play to him and his coaching staff. It would have been plotted, you know, probably a week prior that if it yep. went to penalties that Andrew Redman's going to step up and I'm just so happy that it's worked out well, not only for the players and staff, but for Australian football as well. I heard an interview, Quasi, with Graham Arnold um, afterwards and just the emotion in his voice and about how proud he was about the team, the plan, the people behind it that went into into this incredible achievement again. Um, it, it could be up there with one of his greatest moments, I think, as a coach, Graham Arnold. Well, I think it has to be, no question about it. Uh, you know, he's, he's never one to... Um, you know, care about himself. It's all about, you know, the people around him and looking after him. I remember, you know, a story at the Mariners, you know, there was, there was times when we were struggling for pay and he was looking after the guys on minimum wage contracts, just giving them a few dollars here and there to, to get them yeah. through the week when we weren't getting paid consistently. He's just that type of person. He's a, a real people's manager. People don't see that side of him. They just see, you know, what he dishes up on the sideline. He's, he's loud, he's barking, he's wanting, he's demanding the most out of his players. Um, but he, he's got that respect to the players and the coaching staff around him. Again, I'm just so happy for him. Um, the emotion he showed, I've never seen that side of Graham Arnold before. Uh, yeah. There was a few tears there at the final whistle. Just just incredible scenes. And, you know, it set up a, a wonderful November slash December after Socceroos fans in this country. Mate, what does it mean for the Aussies? Because, you know, obviously they've gone through this hard work of qualifying. Uh, they become part of the top 32 nations in the world competing at the World Cup. Um, but they've got one hell of a uh, pool of death, so to Very speak. Very tough. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about who they're up against, I think they've got, they got France and Belgium. Is that correct? And I, I can't recall the third uh, team in their pool. But, gee, it's not an easy – it won't be an easy task for the Socceroos. No, no, France, Denmark and Tunisia. Look, I have no oh, doubt. Uh, I, I would have said the coaching staff, they would have uh, not rested on their laurels, but they would have had a bit of a drink and a bit of a party after the game on Tuesday uh, morning. But 
then Graham Arnold would have got his, his group of uh, staff together. And, you know, you talk about a scouting process, uh, trying to analyse the opposition. They'd be on the ball right now with that. There's no question about it. Um, you know, working out ways against the French, the Danish and obviously the Tunisians on how to break them down and how to pick up points in this uh, so-called group of death. It's a difficult group, um, but he's definitely got the respect of the players and, and staff at this point of time and they're going to give it their all uh, come World Cup time. Yeah, Quaz, mate, just touching on, and you mentioned earlier about the coaching staff that were involved uh, that had a lot of uh, input with the Aussie side and their connection with the Mariners. Not only is it the coaching staff, but there was plenty of players that were involved or have been involved in the Mariners in the past. Talk us through their performance and what it means for the Central Coast and the way they've been able to, especially the local area, uh, and what it means to, to us in terms of getting behind these guys. Yeah, it's massive, Utah. I think, you know, we've already touched on Matty, Matty Ryan and the leadership, um, you know, that he's shown in that moment uh, on, on Tuesday morning. Uh, there's other players like Trent Sainsbury, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Rogic, who wasn't wasn't part of the setup. Um, all these guys, you know, they basically started their careers at the Central Coast Mariners. All, all the Central Coast Mariners gave them an opportunity um, at the highest level in this country to, to ply their trade and, and show the you know the, the, the country what they've got to offer. And they've obviously gone on to bigger and better things now. Um, I mentioned the coaching staff. Andrew Clark, he's you know, a Central Coast legend. Uh, Tony Vidmar, he was a part of the club as well. John Crawley, goalkeeping coach. There's just so many great stories that, you know, it's all stemmed from uh, the Central Coast Mariners giving them an opportunity in the coaching ranks, in the playing ranks. Um, and I have no doubt, you know, a lot of Central Coast Mariners fans would be, you know, so thrilled that, you know, at some point um, that they represented, you know, the Central Coast region. And um, these guys now, um, you know, they're representing their country on the highest stage. Um, I'm hoping Tommy Rogic, in his case, that he can get back to full fitness, full health, um, mm-hmm. and he can be at that World Cup. Um, but there's a long time but between now and then, and um, the coaching staff, they'd be putting a group of players together, an extended group of players that they think can go to the World Cup in Qatar and, and do a wonderful job uh, representing their, their country. Nick Montgomery re-signed. Good news, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a bit of stability there shown uh, from the Central Coast Mariners to, to re-sign uh, the manager. Uh, hasn't happened for a while, unfortunately, on the coast, but... You know, again, I think that stability, um, you know, gives more belief to the fans and gives yep. more belief to the players that are currently there. Um, I think a big re-signing for me was Jason Cummings. I think mm. with a full pre-season under his belt, uh, I think he's going to score goals and um, he could go to another level and, and get this team into a third consecutive final series. And hopefully, hopefully if we can get some signings around him, you know, we could... Uh, you know, be in another grand final in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Quasar, just the the performance of Andrew Redmond, I want to go back to that moment um, because, you know, you think about the pressure that he was under right going in there and I I know that, you know, the advantage is always with the, you know, the goal scorer or the person taking the Taking the kick, yeah. Right, but... He just stood up to the plate and just delivered in the biggest moment of his life, or his football career anyway. There is no doubt about it. And the jubilation on his face was unbelievable. And, you know, what? I saw the reaction on the Today Show of his wife, and she was at home watching it. And 
It just, mate, you could only imagine what it would have been like for him at that moment. Oh, you know, we can only imagine Butte, I think, um, <laughs> in that moment, you know, the mental side of it for a goalkeeper. Um, one, one thing that really stood out for me, for not only um, Redders, but, you know, for the, the Peruvian goalkeeper as well, was in between penalty kicks, they were allowed to walk away from the goal go and get a drink, relax, compose themselves. Meanwhile, the pe- person taking the penalty taker is stepping up, he's putting the ball on the spot. You know, I, I, you talk about uh, the mental side of the game, um, the, the, the nerves of steel that the penalty taker has to do, the weight, um, you know, it, it's just an incredible moment. Um, in Redder's case, you know, he was fully composed. He knew the game plan. Um, we, we, we've heard stories about him throwing the drink bottle away of the Peruvian goalkeeper because it had all the names and all the, the ways that those players go when they take the penalties. <laughs> There's just so much going on. Um, yeah, yeah just, just, just incredible. I'm so happy. I only saw him about probably about five, six weeks ago at Sydney FC training. We had a brief chat with Alex Wilkinson. And, you know, Redders is a really relaxed guy. Um, just a real cruisy character, as we all are on the Central Coast. Um, and, you know, I thought that obviously helped him as well in the, in the big moment, arguably the biggest moment of his career in a World Cup fly by a penalty shootout. He just set himself and, uh, you know, he was ready to go. And you've got to give full credit as well to John Crawley because this plan would have been plotted probably a week or, you know, a few days after the UAE game. And uh, John Crawley, he's big on mindset. He's big on helping the goalkeepers. Um, and he just did that for, for, for his national team. I think uh, fair play to everyone involved. Most professional sportsmen wait for a moment like that in their lifetime. Huh. Uh, in their lifetime, yeah. if you get one of those moments in your lifetime, it might be you know, might be midway through your career, might be towards the end, it might be at the very end. Uh, you know, clutch, fairy tale moment, something it's that clutch moment. That's right, the yeah. clutch moment. But uh, yeah, to have it happen so early, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to take some topping, isn't it? Absolutely. Look, one one player that comes to mind in another sport, Jonathan Thurston. Remember the, the sideline yep. conversion? Um, it, it didn't go to plan, but then he had a, a second opportunity, in a clutch <laughs> moment for the field goal. Just, yeah, in, incredible moments in sport. And um, I'm sure that will live for and, uh, with Andrea Redmayne and his family forever. I think he'll go down in history. So, uh, just yeah. fantastic you know, moments. So happy it's it's up there involved. with John Aloisi and what he did. Yes, you know that's it. Two thousand and I was I just was... about to say that Alo- the Aloisi, Aloisi moment. moment. Yeah. That was that was the other one that jumped straight m- to to my mind. Uh, and this alongside is uh, yeah. Andrews. And, and this is what they've done. This is their yeah. fifth World Cup in a row. It is a massive achievement for yeah. the Aussie squads. Yeah, I, you know, you, you mentioned fifth World Cup in a row. I think there's only eleven nations to do that. Look, wow. You know, yeah. one, one thing, one thing, one thing before I go. Like I, I just. The Australian public, they really need to support this national team. I think the Australian public, um, when it comes to football, they, they, they perceive Australian football football to be something that it's really not. We need to embrace what we have just done um, as a national team, the Socceroos. You know, we've qualified for a fifth consecutive World Cup. Uh, with all respect to the players, it's not the, the most glamorous playing group. But they've banded together and they've helped this country create history. Five World Cups in a, in a row, only 11 nations to do so. Um, just an amazing achievement. I really think the Australian public, Australian football fans, the general public, 
really need to get behind the Socceroos. Support them. Um, don't yep. don't be you know uh, write them off. Don't really support them and help them get through uh, this uh, you know next few months leading into the World Cup. When they're there, we really need to support them and hopefully they can pick up a few points and and get to the next uh, next stage of the World Cup. I was going to say to you, cause how do you think? And again, it's it's not going to be a, an easy task, but would getting to the you know the round of sixteen or the quarterfinals would that be a massive achievement for the? Oh, sorry, just getting to the next stage. That would be a massive achievement for the Australians, I, I dare say. Uh, look, huge brownie. I, I, I don't know how far they're going to go. Look, anything is possible in football. Um, you know, I, I get back to the to the, the cattle that Graham Arnold has at his disposal. It's definitely not mm. the golden generation. But, you know, he's, he's got them all believing that they can do great things. He got them believing that they could qualify for this World Cup and... You know, come World Cup time in, in uh, mid-November, there's another opportunity there to continue to make his players believe, um, and yep. who knows what can happen. Uh, I, I think along with that, we really need us as an Australian public to support this national team. It's arguably the highest profile sporting team that we have in this country, uh, but there's just been too much uh, uh, negativity around them. Yep. Uh, we talk about disconnect, this and that, but just... Let's come together and let's give this a red-hot crack at a World Cup in Qatar in 2022. Here, here, mate. Well said, and thanks for joining us this morning. Adam Quasnick, have a great weekend, mate. We will talk again soon. You too, guys. Take care.